You're listening to the Auburn Express. Powered by the War Report. All aboard the AM departure from platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups. Doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and grab a comment uh, from, appears to be a new member uh, of the War Report family. Welcome. Uh, Reed says, War Eagle, this one definitely hurt, but a good season nonetheless. What changes do you expect to happen to the roster during the transfer window? That's what we're going to be talking about today, Reed. So hanging around with us, we'll definitely get around to that subject. Uh, Ike, you were there covering the game, so I'll be deferring to you throughout this conversation for some of your insight within the in the arena but as we all know it was a, it was a game of two different halves uh auburn sure. uh was very competitive in the first half had a 10 point lead going into halftime leading 41 31 and then the second half happened um not the second half we wanted to see uh but I think we do have to give a lot of credit to Houston for turning up their defensive intensity. I was really impressed with how they defended around the paint, um, how they were forcing turnovers. Like they, they, they really upped their intensity, and it affected us. Uh, mm-hmm. Auburn shot four of twenty-four from field goals, sixteen point seven percent in the second half. Your thoughts on that before we get to other aspects of the game, Ike? Just what did what is that what you saw pretty much the second half? The Houston came out kind of a different team defensively. Yeah. So I'm going to read a tweet from from for you uh, from a guy on Twitter, and he said, "I expect Houston to ratchet up their defensive pressure to try to force more live ball turnovers and grab some more some momentum early in the half." This was tweeted at the half at halftime from an account on Twitter. Uh, the name here is T W R Ike Jones. <laughs> Um, yeah, so fully anticipated that to happen. Mm -hmm. Like I just, I, Houston was going to come out and be more aggressive defensively because they needed a momentum swing and how they get momentum. Um, we were, somebody was talking about, uh, this is, you know, we, we've lost leads all the time. I mean, remember Bama does like the difference in this in Bama is Bama and the halftime of Bama game. I was like, I expect Bama to come out and shoot a bunch of threes to open up the half because that's how Bama gets back into the game. They're going to shoot their way back into right. the game. Right. I expect the defense to be the difference maker for Houston because that's how Houston gets back into games. That's what happened, right? The problem for Auburn was not so much that Houston played better deep because Auburn was getting to the free throw line. Auburn was getting good shots, right? Yeah, we'll talk about free throw shooting in a minute. Houston's defense wasn't the problem. I expected them to do that. Really the problem for Auburn, we, we, we're going to talk about free throws. It was we weren't getting the stops on the opposite end. And hmm. what was the kid's name that came off the bench? He had like 20, bro. Oh, like, he went off. He went crazy. for. I think he ended up having 26, did he? I don't know, but he like that's really where the difference was because once you got Sasser and Sheed into foul trouble, you're expecting okay, Auburn can now control. We're this in good game shape. Better. We're in good shape. And yeah. he just came off the bench and Mark, I think his name. He put he put every guard that Tremont Mark. 
every guard that put put any sort of resistance in front of him, it was nothing. He just backed him down and shot a little mid-range over the top of him or got to the free throw line and yeah. lit us up in the second half. That was the difference in the game right there. He couldn't be stopped, and we could not score. And again, credit to Houston for making it more difficult for us to get into our stuff, but we still pretty much got whatever shots we wanted. They got pretty much whatever shot they wanted. They just weren't making them, and they weren't making the free throws. Um, and speaking of, with an aggressive defense, something that I've seen even with Auburn, even with us, Ike, is when we get really aggressive, we send people to the line mm-hmm. um, early and often in games. That was true of Houston. They sent us to the line, but we shot we shot 19 of 36 free throws. We made 19 of 36 free throws for the game. Mm-hmm. Now, Auburn has shot a worse free throw percentage this season. Uh, actually, it goes back to February the 18th on the road against Vanderbilt, another game that we lost. Mm-hmm. But that was only we only shot 10 free throws that night, made five of them. This is arguably, if not just outright, the worst game of the season we've had as it pertains to free throws because we got we had 36 attempts yeah. at it. Um, and I'm not saying that Auburn has to hit every one. I mean, it's going to be difficult to hit 36 out of 36. But you begin to see how the game, the complexion of the game begin to change once the game got out of reach because we just couldn't keep it close by hitting some of them or more of our free throws. But your yep. thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, that was the difference in this game. Um, once it got to double digits and we weren't getting easy baskets, every, yes. Houston essentially was like, I'd rather foul you than give up a layup. Oh, right. Absolutely. Earn, earn it from the free throw line. If you want if you want this bucket, earn it from the free throw line. Because we had a bunch of layups, and they were just like, I'm, I'm going to try to block everything you throw in here, and I'd rather send you to the foul line, even if it means I'm going to be in foul trouble. And they were like, Janai Broom, you're not, no. You got to earn it. Yeah. You got to earn it because he got looks, but he was getting fouled, but just couldn't just couldn't hit his free th- his free throws. And he he hasn't been that great from the line, but it just seems like you can just see how a player can just mentally get, be in their head. Yeah. And it just looked like he was mentally in his head at the free throw line. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but it's it, it's great because it just seemed to permeate throughout the entirety of the team. Like, yeah, yeah. There was a couple of trips where Flanagan, he only he he went, I think, two times in the second half, and he only made one on both one. of those trips. Zeb Jasper stepped yep. up there, missed a free throw. Um, Trey Donaldson was missing free. Like it was just like it, KD, KD. Yep. You know, he only I think he only missed one, but still he missed a free throw there in the second half of the game. Um, it's just it seemed every single person who stepped up there to the free throw line, Jay Will missing free throw. Like I got I was just like, this is this is nuts. It didn't matter who would now Broom was the biggest culprit because he went to the line more than everybody else. I think he was like six of sixteen or something like that, something stupid yeah. from the free throw line. Yeah. Um it's just crazy, man. It's absolutely nuts to watch a team and like two airballed free throws, one from Trey Donaldson in the first half, one from Janai Broom in the second half. I was just like, yo, this is like it, it was it was almost comical at, at one point in time. I was like, this is the, I, like Somebody playing it. This is a practical joke. Like yeah. they they put they, they gave y'all a trick ball at the free throw line. Something I mean something because it was so bad. 
And it was so hard to watch because you're watching this team play with such energy and effort. Because I didn't feel like Auburn's energy and effort was bad in this game. Mm-hmm. The second half, even though Houston's coming back, they're, you know, they're making t- like Houston was making tough buckets in the second half. Now, again, size difference made it easier for them to shoot over the top in some of those instances, but they were making tough contested buckets. They were having to earn it from the free throw line like Auburn was. The difference was they were making theirs and we weren't. So it wasn't about energy. It wasn't about energy and effort for Auburn. It was really about focus when it came down to the small things on the offensive end. And that, that was really painful to watch. Really painful to watch. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Auburn got outscored in the second half, 50 to 23. You can't give up 50 points in the second half of a game. Let's just start there. Like, in in no way should you give up 50 points in one half of basketball, in college basketball. You just shouldn't. Not when you're a defensive team. And and Lawrence Robinson, appreciate you watching with us. He points out rebounds as well. well, see, that's the thing. We're, we're, we didn't get hammered on the glass. Like, they, they at the beginning of both halves, it looked really bad because um, Houston was getting a lot of second-chance buckets probably in the first two to three minutes of both halves. Um, but it rounded out fairly evenly as you move forward into the game. Uh, the issue is still just about making shots, man. Like, golly, we just... Uh, I mean, we haven't been a good offensive team all year, but... Good Lord, man. Like, again, we scored, how many points did we score in the second half again? We scored 23. We, we could have easily scored 40 points just by making free throws. Yeah, for sure. It's crazy. It's absolutely nuts the way that the second half of that game went. For the season, Auburn is, I believe I looked at this, Auburn is 0-2, Ike, when they shoot under 60% from the free throw line. I mentioned the other game that was that was Vandy, where we shot less than 60% from the free throw line. And we lost that game. That was a pretty close game. Yeah. So we the the moral of this story, Ike, is just Auburn is not good enough of an offensive team to miss your free throws. No. Like that you can't blame it on the defense. You can't, no one's guarding you at the line. You gotta make those because you can't you can't shoot your way out of that hole. Yeah. Right. Especially if you're playing a good defensive team like 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 Houston. If they're sending you to the line, that's your opportunity to make ground. Yeah. And we just couldn't get it done. Listen, man, I, I hate using the word, but we choked. We choked that game away, man. We had the game and we choked it away. I don't know. Like they had, this team was confident and they were bouncing around. They had all the swagger in the world before the game. Like when you when when you talk to the guys before the game, you could tell in their minds they're like, "We could beat this team, and we're going to go out here and we're going to shock some people." And they came out there in the first half, and they had the attitude to say, "We pr- we proved. Look look at look. We proved it. We could do it." And and for some reason they forgot. They got to close the deal. Second half of this game is going to happen, and they're not going to just—they're not just going to lay down because you like you punched them. Right. That this ain't this ain't that kind of party where like when you're in the dance, teams don't lay down. They they punch back when you punch them if they're good teams. And Houston punched back, and Auburn was like, "Wait, wait a minute!" Like 
y'all weren't supposed to like get up, bro. Like we we had y'all down. You weren't supposed to get up. And it, right. it just it, it it was, I mean, again, very tough to watch because I felt like Auburn had dominated that game. It, it's not the stat sheet's not gonna show domination, but I'm talking about just from effort, energy, um, charisma, like just everything, the attitude that they brought in the first half, very dominant first half of basketball. And it was almost a polar opposite in the second half. What was the mood like? Because you was there covering the game. Uh, you was at the, the the post game with Bruce Pearl. And I don't know if you got a chance to, to listen to some of the players, but what was the mood like there? Um, I mean, after the game, you mean? Yeah, after the game. Uh, somber. I think a, a lot of guys, you know, felt bad because they felt like they let teammates down. Um, I know Janai Broom was especially contrite about just... Uh, how he felt like he had let his teammates down for not stepping up and 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 making his free throws and and getting some tough buckets down there towards the end. Um and you know Zep Jasper was 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 emotional, of course, because this is his last collegiate basketball game ever. Um guys on the podium talked about that, about like um, you know, and I know we're gonna talk about the future of the team, but you know, just feeling bad for Zepp if this is the way that he had to go out because this is the last time that he could possibly play collegiate basketball. Um, and I, th- I think the team as a whole just knew they had an opportunity out there in front of them that they let slip away. And, you know, I, I hopefully it motivates them to come back next year stronger, man. But golly, you had the, you had the number one team in the country on the ropes and you was just like, you let them roll out and, and they punched you to death. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, I'm going to grab some comments guys from you again. Appreciate y'all for hanging out with us, starting with Joe Kyle. I know two number one seeds have gone down, but we were playing a number one seed. We had to be super good for 40 minutes to win. Shouldn't be too hard on ourselves. You know, and, and the thing is about this, Joe, is and, and Ike, is going into this game and even after the game, proud of this guy, proud of this team, given what they were. Right. You 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 hear the, the famous I forget the name of the coach in NFL like they are who we thought they were. We know what this team was mm-hmm. at Auburn. We we know what our deficiencies was. So for us to I think do, that was Dennis Green. That's Dennis it. Green. They, they yeah. were who we thought they were. Yeah. From the Minnesota Vikings at yeah. the time. But. We knew what this team was. And I think what hurts is that we've seen this team do something different. Like, we've seen them hit shots. We've seen them hit jump. Like, Trey Donaldson. Like, I don't know, I don't know what happened to, to get to this point he, in the tournament. But, dude, was, boy woke up. He woke yeah, up. Like, like he, he, he woke up with his hair stuff, on fire, right? bro. Yeah. And so, to, to see what could be and then just not even a glimpse of it in the second half was like you, you, you're pulled back in thinking I remember B will would joke about this. You pulled me back in. Mm-hmm. Right. And then just my heart got yanked out. And I think a lot of it is just the feeling of, wow, these guys were doing it and just stopped. So I think that's kind of the disappointment of it, but all in all, Knowing what this team was, I'm proud of. I'm 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 glad that they were able to get a win in the tournament. Yeah, 
Um, it could have been much worse. There are some teams who got their heart yanked out in the first round. Um, that wasn't us. Um, and again, had a number one team on the rope. So it's a lot to be proud of with these guys. Uh, again, we will definitely talk about the future and what that looks like for Auburn. Reed Waters says, Jazzy, thanks for the for the membership. Want to shout you out, Jazzy, for sponsoring some members here. Appreciate that, sir. Much appreciated. Um, yeah. Also, Steve Bradley says, also wonder why Trey had less playing time the second half after hitting threes like he was earlier. What are your thoughts on that, Ike? Yeah, I, um, I honestly think it's because I, he, Bruce, Bruce Pearl pulled him out after a sequence where Trey had he had a bad defensive play and then he came back on the other end and had a turnover on a bad play and he had a wide open three didn't shoot it mm-hmm. and then he 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 pumped fake drove to the basket and instead of shooting it he passed it and it got and it turned the ball over yeah and I, yeah. I didn't think we I don't think I saw Trey in the game after that he didn't come back in after that nope okay uh, yeah. And and that's exactly what happened. He had a, he had a bad defensive sequence, and then he followed up with a bad offensive sequence, and that was it. That's the last that you saw of him. Um, but this is so we talk about coaching styles and and things that coaches are known for. And Coach Pearl talked about this if you watched his press conference. Um, it's up on the channel. He talked about like Trey Donaldson having a supreme amount of confidence but how hard he coaches point guards because he expects so much from the point guard position. So um, people talk about this actually with, with Coach Hugh Freeze in football about how hard he coaches quarterbacks because of how much he expects from quarterbacks. And some guys just don't like it. Like they're just like, yo, why is coach riding me so much? He's just like every little thing I do, he's on me. But like these other players, he don't have nothing to say about stuff they do. They coach those two guys, coach quarterbacks, point guards, the guys who are going to be running their offense harder than anybody else on the team. And that says something because Coach Burl is hard on everybody. So if he is especially critical of point guards, it's difficult sometimes to be a point guard in his offense um, because he puts so much on your shoulders. Um, And I think that was just one of those moments where he was like, Nope, I gotta go with my guys who aren't who who are. If if you're gonna shrink from the moment, we we need we don't need you out there, right, right. And that's a learning opportunity for him again, freshman. So that that will be a teachable moment for him moving forward. And again, we'll talk about the future of of that point guard uh, position yeah. because that's very much in question uh, as we look ahead to the future. Uh, also, Jazzy says, shout out to Jasper on being an Auburn man at the Houston coaches. Uh, press conference. So. Yeah, so I don't know if you guys have seen the clip, but um, as uh, Kelvin Sampson is talking to the media, Zepp Jasper walks by and he tells him congratulations, basically, and go win it all. You know, say go win that thing, I think is what he said. Um, so just being a, you know, a competitor, Zepp, he's going to compete between the lines, man, but he's going to wish people luck outside of him. And that's just, he got a lot of flack for that too. Uh, yeah, I a get few it. days ago for the, for, uh, I think he said he was rooting for, for Alabama. Um, yeah, but then in the state. it seems to be a, a message that the sec wanted us to put out, um, us being sec member institutions, um, to put out as they're in the tournament is that we're rooting for the other teams in the sec to do well. Right. Because Coach Pearl gets up there and he says the same thing. Nate Oates gets up there and he says the same thing. I don't know if anybody has asked 
you know, Musselman about this or whether or not they're rooting for the other schools in the SEC or uh, Rick Barnes. I don't know if anybody, anyone's asked them, but it'd be interesting to see whether or not those questions get asked of those guys, because that seems to be the message is that we want the SEC to do well. That does, does well for our conference. And Zeb Jasper got the message apparently. And he was like, yeah, no, it's fine. I, I want them to do well. I am not out here. Go, go, go do good things. Great. Auburn fans were like, no, we hate uh, Bama and we're never rooting for them. I get it. I'm never rooting for her either. But, you know, yeah. I'm not mad at Zep for not feeling that way. Yeah, I mean, there, there are there are people who love Auburn who don't have any vitriol. Um, the, the three people I know, um, including Zep, don't have any vitriol so, towards Alabama and are willing to say that. I'm not one of the three. Yeah. So, you know, hey, I actually admire that, that you can actually fix your mouth to say that. Um, because me, I would be looking screwed face trying to get that out. Um, yeah. if I ever got that out. So, uh, congrats to Zep on being able to say that again, he's been class. He's been very classy at the tournament and, and, and with the media. So, uh, good look for him. Um, also Steve Bradley comes back and says, I was amazed about how Houston's defense just took our offense away from fouling broom and making him shoot free throws. They was hitting their shots. We weren't just that simple. Yeah. Agreed. 100%. 100 percent exclusive TV says the small guard experiment got to go. I don't understand why green kept driving after getting blocked (laughs) 30 times. Um, Again, we'll talk about this guard, this guard situation. So, Um, I mean, let let me address this, though. Like, I don't think that the small guard experiment isn't the problem. Like having small guards in and of itself, it's not the, it's gotta, you gotta have the right small guards if you're gonna have small guards. Like those small guards need to be able to make threes, really, or be so quick that it's hard to stay in front of them. Like you've gotta have Jared Harper. Right. You've gotta have just something different about you if you're gonna be a small guard because it's a guard league. Now, big guards are becoming more prominent, but being quick and being able to shoot threes doesn't have a height around it. To right. be clear, they were blocking a lot of people's shots inside. Yeah. You didn't have to be a guard to get your shot blocked. I think what Green was hoping to do was to drive in there and get some foul calls. And he got fouled a couple of times when he went down there and didn't get the call because he knows I can step to the free throw line and make free throws. He's mm-hmm. super confident in his ability to get to the free throw line and make them. So what he's trying to do is go down there and maybe get a whistle and drive in that, you know, he wants to make something happen because he realizes they, that they need a spark. Um, but yeah, that, that we definitely need to figure out what we're going to do at the guard position, right? So again, I small guard experiment, I think we need to be more specific about that and say Wendell Green needs to kind of figure out how to get his shooting touch back. Because when he's shooting threes, he's impossible to guard because he's hard to keep in front of him because he is quick and he is crafty with the basketball. But when he's not making the outside shot, he becomes way easier to defend. Absolutely. Way easier to defend. 100%. 100%. Jazzy says, can y'all imagine the hell we will be in if Bama wins it? All this can't happen. I don't even plan on watching the rest of the tournament. I don't even know. Is, is there is there basketball I- left to play? What we watching, man, this weekend? What, what you know. doing this weekend, man? Because I, I think I'm with you on this one. I think I'm over this tournament. Yeah, I have no idea. Somebody like, um, I, I it was my my mother in law actually 
she was um, asking me about because I had told her if we win, we, you know, Kansas City, I might need her to keep Israel, all that kind of stuff. That's my son's name for those that don't know. Um, and um, so she she asked me today. She was like, "Well, did y'all win? Are y'all going?" I was like, "Nah, nah, the tournament's over." <laughs> <laughs> term is uh, done yeah i think john wick comes out this weekend so that that's oh. that's uh that's yeah that's one thing you can do this weekend um we can mulch your yard you could uh there's a few things that you can do this weekend yeah yeah taxes taxes it's tax season if you mm-hmm. haven't done your taxes yeah if you've done them already you can look at them um uh, we'll get back to you about like the top top five things you can do other than watch Bama, unless they're losing, unless they're losing. Um, Zep's probably going to watch and support them and cheer them. But if somebody gonna have to send me an update to let me know they if, lost. If you're not one of the three Auburn fans who can actually be genuinely supportive of Bama, I'll give you. We can give you a top five list of things you can be doing this weekend. Um, yeah. Cause yeah, if they continue to win, I'm gonna be watching be some film. Probably, I probably break down a little film and get that ready for you guys. Mm. Uh, so, mm. and I'm not listen. I ain't telling what y'all to do with your time. I'm telling you what I will do. <laughs> well, I'm doing I'm doing something other than that. Yeah. I'm doing something other than that for sure.